you've reached the Conservative Hippie Podcast, a common sense look at life, the universe, and everything. Here's your host, Jay Frat, the Conservative Hippie. So here I am. I've got Mr. Derek Johnson on the line. Um, I super appreciate you joining me. For those of you who don't know who this man is, he is a country music artist. He is a veteran, and he is someone who pays attention to, oh, how would you say it, Derek? Military law, political uh, machinations. You just, you consume it all. That's correct. I pay attention to as many details as I can, even though it's so much information. Yeah, it's uh, a mix between all those. And you are, you're coming at it from a veteran's perspective. Um, I take in... Uh, wide swaths of data as well from a citizen's perspective. And uh, maybe today we'll be able to merge these two perspectives and come up with some uh, uh, cohesive uh, action items moving forward and some general understanding. Um, So where I found you uh, was a friend of mine uh, shared a Rumble video, which was, I believe, a Facebook Live um, that you performed. And in that Facebook Live, uh, just from a few notes on a sheet of paper, um, you basically ran through executive orders and your understanding of military law, your understanding of our history um, and the foundation of which, which, um, you know, I would commend you. You've got very good historical knowledge, uh, more so than myself, and you take great pride in that. And I I appreciate that very much. what what spurred this Facebook Live? And, and just really quick, uh, everybody, all the links to Derek, his music, um, the Facebook Live, uh, a few other links will be in the show notes. Um, so we're not going to go over that. We're going to try to have a, a live conversation here and see what we can uh, explore. So what spurred what spurred the Absolutely. Facebook Live? Yeah, I was. Uh... I mean, you know, I tell people all the time when I say that, uh, you know, I broke this down for the common American. I want people to understand that I don't think that I'm smarter than the common American. I am the common American. I'm, I was living on a, a fixed budget, a fixed income myself. And, you know, I live uh, just like every other American does that that's in the middle class section and uh, so, you know, I, I had I had written these documents really for my own validity of things that I've witnessed in the military that was not military bearing, wasn't military law, regulations, et cetera. And so I wrote them for my own validity. Uh, and I'd had these for quite a while now, uh, probably we're going on three years. And um, so, you know, it's like people ask me, why are you just now coming out with this information? I'm like, I'm not. I'm, I'm just now getting a platform. Um, so it's like I've had this stuff. I, I had it for my own validity because I went through a lot of um, just self, you know, self things that anybody goes through. If you ever had a breakup or a marriage that you really wanted to work and it didn't and you were just you thought, man, you know, I was just completely blindsided. I thought I was doing this and that and this and this. Well, it's the same thing with my military. I went in for all the right reasons, joined for the the reasons why you should serve and. Um, and I did. I put in great service, but I didn't get the length of time that I thought that I should have, not what God had in store for me. So I'd written these documents and I was just living week to week. And um, so I, I have a, a 
friend, a preacher friend back home that he watched me grow up and he uh, was posting some things on his, his book. And of course, I knew he was very, very well knowledge on Hebrew origin of Jesus Christ, Yeshua. And um, so it's like I knew that he would be someone that, you know, I wanted to be able to talk this myself. I didn't want to just keep this within my mind and my mother and different people were having a hard time grabbing all the knowledge. So I'm like, well, if a guy like Jackson can handle all the Hebrew knowledge he does, I guarantee you he can handle this information because it's so much information. And so I started messaging him. I'm like, I know that you, you lost track or lost contact to me in military and my growing up and whatnot. But, I'm like, everything you're posting on your Facebook, I'm like, it's, it's a polar opposite of what's going on. Well, naturally, that spurs the conversation on. And, you know, about 10 conversations later, I'm like, look, I got these documents. I'm going to put you on, read them, you know, make your own assessment. But, you know, you can't just read them one time more than likely and be an expert on it. It's kind of like the Bible. I mean, every passage can be broken down many, many different ways, not just one way. So um, he started reading them, and then we started having actual conversations. Then I went and sat with him on his back porch and had a legit conversation. And um, so it's like, man, oh, my gosh, this is a lot of information. And I'm like, well, it makes up a blueprint if you follow it the chronological way that I typed it up. It's in all in order, the best of its ability, also throwing in a lot of different things, but it's in the best chronological order possible. Well, he started getting pretty confident in keeping the information and going to certain buddies of his and certain people in his congregation and saying, hey, what you've been witnessing it and what you think. And, uh, and it backfired on him that day. He was He was really frustrated and he was like, man, I just can't drop it like you can. I can't drop that hammer. And I, it backfired on me. My buddies are like thinking I'm crazy and they may not come to church. Uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> so I was sitting at my hunting cabin in the middle of nowhere and I was relaxing that morning. I was going to the creek later that day and uh, in the middle of nowhere on a little dirt road in the south and Anybody from the South can understand that terminology of what I'm saying. And, and so I'm like, well, man, I said, I said, Jay, just give me time. I got to, I got to put on my jeans. I got to put on a shirt and a, and a ball cap and let me put my, let me put my boots on. Um, and I'll, I'm right up the road. I don't have storage space on my phone to send a video that long. And I can't email one that long. So give me time. I'm going to ride up the road. And I'll go live on Facebook. It's in the middle of the day, so no one will think I'm crazy because there won't be many people watching it. Um, and so I'm like, you can share it or you can tag people. I don't really care. Um, you know, it doesn't bother me. I know what I know. Um, everything I'm saying is law and order. It's not opinion. You, if you don't like the law, you don't like the orders, I can't help you. Um, so I said, that's the attitude you got to get. That's how the military thinks about it, is if you don't know, then – it's like a buddy of mine always says, well, it sucks to suck. Um, and, you know, that's not being uh, condescending or rude, but, you know, it's like at the end of the day, if you just can't grasp it, well, you just got to tell your buddies, I'm sorry. And this is a law and this is what's happened. It's in the law books already. This is written. 
It's not like it. Uh, they were they weren't revoked. You can look that up. And so I rode up the road, and I didn't get to where I was really planning on going, but I knew this one spot had pretty good phone reception. And uh, so I still, like I said, I didn't get where I wanted to go, and I just pulled over, cut my truck off. And I had written down like a few notes because people don't realize when you're on live, like, and you, you just don't do it a lot. And especially that was the first video I've ever made yeah. uh, going live about this. It was burning up. It's the South. It was hot. I didn't turn my truck on. If I turn my truck on, the little doorbell would ring. Plus it would knock me off of my, my rant as they call it. You put yourself in a hot box. Yeah, you do. It's a true hot box. And then, too, you know, it's like people, the ones I saw were watching. I didn't know who was watching. I didn't know who they were. Um, and so it's like, okay. So it's you just, you're on a true whim and you're rolling with it, as the saying is. Well, I just went with it. Did a few things because I'm just on the fly. But I mean, it's like I went back to the comment box and said, yeah, I get a little tone tied when I get on my high horse, and here's what the codes are. They're written perfectly in my documents. It's just when you get on a fly, it's my first live. Didn't know that one's going to go viral. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's like it's one of those things where it's like I tell people it's the same thing. If you think you're without sin, we'll cast the first song. Well, it's the same thing. If you think you're perfect, then step up and tell the world you're perfect and you've never made a mistake. But um, but I, that, that was kind of the gist of it. It was just so much that – that, you know, I was frustrated for him more than anything. I, it wasn't that, you know, I've been through this. I've, I've got the buddies, oh, you off your meds. And, I mean, they weren't, they weren't joking. They were like, oh, are you off your meds and this, that, and other. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, uh, that, that kind of is a, like I say, you can't, you can't see me here, but you see my videos where I hold up my memorial bracelet for my buddy. Well, he fought them the same military law, orders, regulations, constitution. So it's like I tell people, if I'm wrong, if this is about being right or wrong, and if I'm wrong, then everything in law books, everything don't matter. Everything in military don't matter. And you have to explain to me why all of my buddies and all of my family members and all of their friends and everybody who's ever lost a life under service, the same uniform under the same military law, you have to tell me why my passion and my love for them and my, you have to tell me why they died in vain because they would have died for no cause if that military law don't mean anything. And nope. so I was more frustrated at the fact that, you know, people, they want to know, or they'll complain, whine, gripe, moan, all these other things. But yet when you try to tell them, it's either they expect a five minute uh, conversation to get to the point and you can't do a five minute conversation on a 150 year old U.S. problem and a, also a, a 2000 year global problem. You Derek, just, Derek, there's a there's know. a saying you can't tell them you have to show them. And that's correct. I see the frustration. Um, it came very it came through. Uh, how how old a man are you? You look like you're in your uh, late 20s, possibly early 30s. Uh huh. Well, I'm I'm tricking everybody. I'm I'm actually in my late thirties. Oh, late thirties. Okay. All right. Well, when I watched that, yeah. I I wanted to I wanted to reach out and I wanted to calm you down um, because you know it was just a matter of perspective, and you just can't let the naysayers um, and the haters, if you will, 
you just can't acknowledge them. You have to be true to yourself and in your faith. And um, it's almost like you've set up, at least in this video, um, something to where there's going to be an I told you so in the future. And it, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Everybody's on their own journey of discovery at different levels. And, you know, I saw the frustration in your face and I saw, you know, the, the tone and my, my job here as an interviewer is to keep you away from, um, that emotion. But I, oh, yeah. I, I appreciate the explanation that, you know, in some ways you're saying you put yourself in a hot box, you're, you're a first time live, uh, on, on mic, on camera, like pouring, pouring this political theory out and uh, you let some emotions get to you from um, some some naysayers, and um, that that's the only thing from the video that that I thought I was like, man, I wish I could have been there to to help soothe him, to help calm him, um, because the information that you have and the um, the line of thought, uh, this political theory uh, is is compelling. And I absolutely see the evidence that you have put forth. I've got evidence from other angles about the corporation and Trump closing the corporation when he merged the Fed with um, the Treasury, that, that there are too many of these angles to ignore. And, and by and large, uh, most of the American public has ignored them. Let, let me try to hit some key points and see if we can discuss this uh, political theory that, that you haven't uncovered you've just followed it is written it is there i i do appreciate um your language and and how you're putting it um this 200 generals that that trump talked about um i believe it was in a debate that you talked about and then um immediately after that and you said that trump said he's got 200 generals and you said that there are 200 generals that have said um if they have the opportunity they will they would reset our country back to its foundation what proof where are you grabbing this uh, 200 general statement from? Well, that's a, it's just a military thing by a guy, I say guys, men that are in their 70s, 80s, 90s, a lot of them already passed on um, that served around these generals uh, like that for, uh, I think I've said it in a, quite a few videos. Uh, my family put me with a, an 84 year old Marine back in, uh, it's been about two or three months ago, and and when I told him that comment, he just we were there's probably fifty or seventy people in the room, and a lot of them, you know, I, I try to say stuff just in case it don't get back because I don't want him to think anything that I, well, what his people thought, but they kind of thought it was just kind of fading off into. He's eighty four years old, so they kind of thought it was just fading off into the sunset in the sense of, you know, he was a marine years ago in the fifties. And so uh, it's not that they thought he was crazy or anything like that. It's just that, you know, when you're not on the side of the, the military, you're not on the side of intel and knowledge and conversations, et cetera, then it's like it's, it's just foreign to everybody somewhat. So um, when I told when I, I had a conversation with him and people were listening in because they wanted to see what, you know, my age and his age would talk about with military. And they kind of did this on purpose, which was cool. And uh, when I when I dropped that on him. I knew he would know that because that generation talked about it. Um, and it's just kind of, I wouldn't say it's an inside information uh, that any no one else could have known, but it, it was just more of a, a military thing that all these men that served during that time period 
that served with generals and served in those divisions of next to those generals, generals in their personal conversations, uh, you know, they all know each other. Well, I say they all know each other. A lot of generals know each other and a lot of generals have access to each other. And then also they have a assembly every year with generals uh, at NDC. And uh, so they all kind of know each other. They can get to each other uh, kind of deal. And it's just been kind of an inside fraternal kind of uh, conversation they've always had and, and comments they've had. And so like the Marine I was sitting with, I mean, he he sat right up and everybody witnessed this man who they thought was asleep uh, go, oh, my God, it's happening. It's happening. We've been talking about this for years. We've been planning this for years. When y'all hear 200 generals, you hear 200 individuals. It's not. It's 200 generals and their divisions, which means all the way down to the butt nut private. Well, I said, well, that's not correct, sir. It's actually 800 generals. Now it's not 200. And it got him even more excited. Well, you have to have proof for the what the, the back that up. Well, the backing up of is the National Guard being called into federal duty. Uh, there's only one, one way that can happen. Uh, um, so, you know, that's where I come in. There's no way to go, okay, well, General so-and-so and General Clark and General so it, There's no way to go, yeah, it was these, these generals because generals are in it like a fraternity where – if they died, they passed it down to the next general. They pass all that knowledge down. Okay, so it's, it's, it's more it's of, kind of one of those. It's more of military lore. You're saying inside thing. Um, I would regard what you're talking about is um, this 200 generals concept is more uh, military lore within uh, military fraternity. Um, all right, now we're jumping Correct. we're jumping around a little bit, but you talked about the federalization of the National Guard, and I remember when that happened. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they all went to Washington D.C. I have a friend who's fairly high up um, in the Washington State National Guard, and he went to Washington D.C. and this federalization happened. What what do you think is the significance of that? Well, it's just a, it's a, uh, it, it parlays into that comment all these years. And it's just the unification of our military who are taking over in a different kind of way, not a bad way, everything they're doing. There's a lot of, lot of things going on, a lot of cleaning out of the tunnels, which uh, a lot of people don't even know there's tunnels all under the U.S. and uh, what they call dumbs. And uh, so it's like they, June 24, 2018, the article in the military.com specifically said the next war will be fought in mega cities, not inside them, but beneath them. Um, and there's diagrams just showing you how we clean out rooms, how we clean out tunnels. Um, and then it said the Army was investing $500 million into that. Um, so, like, they dropped these optics all along the way, which is, it's, once again, you got to go back to the origin of why this is happening when this happened the origin started october 2016 when president trump roasted hillary on the al smith charity dinner and everything he said if you go back and look at it now uh about 98 percent of it's already happened and the rest is going to happen um so you have to go back to the origin to understand why the military would step in our military is our first and last defense the military can act without congress military is separate than government we don't work for the government. We protect uh, and shield. Uh, we protect the borders, which is what Articles 2 and 4 of the Constitution uh, hit on the president's role is to protect its borders and its national security. 
Um, so, you know, it don't matter if the people don't know what the actual national security threat is yet, because most people are not involved in that intel department, intel around that. Um, you just have to know that that they have the best interest, but especially the president um, and, and the military, um, you know, but, you know, the people who get all caught up in uh, Trump, this, Trump, that, and he went bankrupt in his personal life and all this bull crap that, that first off bankrupt in business is actually a, a plan. It's a strategy. Matter of fact, I have a master's in business. It's, it's a strategy. Um, so there's a lot of things out there that people get caught up on. Okay. Instead of let me putting all that away. Yeah. Let me, let me interrupt you. Back to the, let me interrupt you for one whoa. second. I want to clean this up a little bit before we get too far down the road. Um, Dumb's uh, deep underground military bases. Um, he talked about a military uh, magazine article. I can confirm I have seen um, that information where they were uh, training and preparing for underground uh, warfare and did mm -hmm. allocate money towards that. I can't confirm that. And Derek, if I'm not mistaken, you are an Army veteran. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Um, and then also, um, uh, in your rant, you were talking about uh, nation of laws and order, and immediately I, I kind of uh, conceptualized and I thought of that a lot of people have a tough time with, is there are two separate entities, essentially. There is the, there is the military, and we have a commander-in-chief, and that's meant to protect the nation, the citizenry. And then there's the civilian. That is our, um, think of it as our bureaucracy and our, our, our civil organization to create laws, uh, to, to um, organize ourselves. Um, would you agree with that, with that statement? Well, that's correct. I mean, the president is president over federal law and he's commander in chief over military law. That's right. uh, and they don't they don't crisscross and they don't they did that on purpose. Our founders did that on purpose. Not this ain't a President Trump thing in the sense of, uh, oh, he only has this power that no one else has. No, this is a presidential power that our founders put into place. Oh. Um, so you, that's why the foundation matters and why it's, it's critical to understand uh, how that works and operates. Okay. Um, and I know I was getting off, you know little subject there, but you have to go around the world to paint the picture of why that origin set up the way, why the military had to step in. Uh, you can't just, you know, you can't just tell people, oh, well, they stepped in for this reason. Well, if they don't know what the reasons were, then, you know, they'll look, they might treat it as a dictatorship. And that is definitely not what's happening. I appreciate that, but we could go back, you know, we could go back to 9-11. We could go back before that on uh, down a road of oh, all, yeah, all kinds of reasons, all kinds of there's all kinds of reasons. But in the Trump presidency, you're saying that he pulled the levers and he pulled the triggers to make it happen. So let's go through this really quick. Uh, Executive Order 13848, Executive Order 13885, Executive Order 13959, Executive Order 139. One, nine. Those are the executive orders that you mentioned um, from your little sheet of notes on the uh, Facebook Live. What you didn't mention, um, that there's been a lot of uh, trains of thought that I've uh, come across and that I've consumed, is this concept of devolution. Are, are you essentially giving the legal framework and the legal understanding and the law, the military law and the executive order um, framework for devolution. Can you help a, a, a normie citizen like me marry what you said with this concept of devolution? 
Yeah, and I have a, a devolution th- uh, uh, article. I say article. It's like a document that someone else wrote that I, when I was using Google Drives for people, I would forward that and say, hey, here's the legality side of it. And then I don't take credit for writing any of the other because I, I just don't do stuff like that. So I said, here is, I can't remember the person that wrote it, uh, but here's this side of devolution. And so, you know, most people don't know what DEFCOM is and DEFCOM, the levels. And then so it's like, I, yeah, I'm, I try to take the legality side where people could see, because at the end of the day, more people would, would view devolution as a conspiracy theory versus, okay, well, you, you, you break the speeding limit and you tell the cop that that's a, that's a suggestion. He's going to tell you, all right, well, you take that to the judge and tell him that. Well, he's going to say, this is a court of law and order. So I, I wanted to come from the angle of laws and orders, but absolutely it ties in, uh, to that theory, when I say theory, it's not a theory. Um, it's just where we are in history, and it had to happen this way, and it had to happen via military. Okay, let's uh, let's discuss um, uh, Executive Order One Three Eight Eight Five. It's the uh, National Quantum Initiative, and there was a, it was very significant um, in your voice, in your tone. It was the second executive order that you mentioned, but you didn't really expound upon it in your Facebook Live. W- what is the significance of the National Quantum Initiative and, and how that ties into um, the legal political theory that you have posited? Well, because the the National Quantum Initiative is a quantum financial system. Uh, that's the system that we're going to move to. We're, we're living central bank, which has been a plague upon Americans, and they just don't realize it. Uh, we've been under the crown. Uh, uh, went back to the British crown in 1871. Um, so this this is the actual moving out from under the crown because the crown is dead now, um, and so. The financial system is actually going to replicate the republic again. You're going to be a free republic, completely free. I hate the word free because people misconstrue it, but the quantum financial system, it's a lot to it. Uh, It's about 800 pages alone to break it down, but the general basis around it is we have 17 military agencies along with 21 agencies that make up the the, uh, quantum system. And it's your it's your NASA your space force programs, the military, all the branches. Um, you got Homeland Security. You got a lot of those departments who all make up this system. And so then he wrote an act for it. Not only was it an executive order, he wrote the National Quantum Act. And then the, the quantum.gov was launched September 2021. Um, and so when when you break it down and you look at that, then you look at the space force. We're entering a new era of. We're not in the old days where they used party lines and telephones that didn't have internet. Now we're in cyber warfare, cyber security. Uh, we have biological chemical weapons. We have so much stuff that is is operated by computer systems. And so the quantum system is is a a, a massive program. Um, and then, of course, you had just three weeks ago articles coming out on the DOD.gov uh, specifically saying all the military transfers communications to the space force for one command. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're, we're implementing this new system all around the world. And that takes time. It takes people, it takes coding, it takes, uh, you know, setting these systems up. 
So it's and, and of course, I'm a walking example. President Trump used the military veterans first to wipe out our debts. And I, I'm one, one that got that done in August 2020. And I got my certific- certificate of letter uh, October 2020. So he used veterans first because he knows that veterans are more awake than anybody at the end of the day at that time period. Uh, so he used us first. Uh, and that's why, you know, I started getting more and more confident even with what my documents were, because he used us as an example. So I have proof of that system in itself, even though I'm not the expert on the quantum system. Someone like Jason Q is who has 800 pages of it broken down, which I'm going to start reading soon. Uh, but it's just a massive system that's going to uh, implement a new currency, a new everything. Um, now it's going to, you know, your for every, people ask me, I'm like, your 401ks, all that stuff's okay. If they understand what's going on the top side, they definitely got the other side covered. Uh, okay. But, okay. Let me clean this up a little bit. Um, uh, 1871, uh, the corporation was established. People can go look it up again. We're going to give words that you have to go and look it up. I gave the executive orders that he is um, outlining. Go and look at them. Uh, 1871, the Corporation of the United States was established. I think you do a great job of mentioning and um, saying in there, uh, what is the bar? Uh, the the British Accreditation Registry. It's, it's just so very interesting that you're talking about laws and legal framework in your analysis, and yet you point out um, the very corrupt foundation of our legal framework. Um, Let me think. The next thing. Do you see, you do understand that, that people's eyebrows might raise when we're talking about this new quantum financial system, and you're saying moving away from this, when we live in a world where the new BRICS system is being established, the dollar you uh, being used as a reserve currency is under threat, and we see the um, Euro-communists um, in the New World Order, the globalists set, marching us towards um, CBDCs under a Fed structure that's uh, uh, central bank digital currencies. So when you mention quantum financial system, um, these things, um, you could you could argue that they're in parallel. So no, Jay, I'm not talking about CBDCs. I'm talking about something similar but different. But some people can also see a merger of that and be leery of some sort of new quantum financial system um, because that might be the trap um, that places us in the next financial panopticon. Well, they, they, you know, it depends on what sources you're reading because right now all your mainstream media, anything that's mainstream media are being controlled by the military under 47 U.S. Code 6, which is constitutional law. Um, and so, you know, it, and then it's like the, the, uh, podcast i was on last night people asking about uh some of this stuff like that well there are there's some people who know the language enough to go out there and start their own little thing and and to rev people up or or like the uh fentanyl coming across the border there's always been a border problem uh but the bigger border problem is an optic so this is the same aspect what what the mainstream media is putting out and what some of these other news sources are putting out is because they don't know military law. They don't know what's going on via the military. The military is in complete control, not just the U.S., but the world. Uh, and it's just because of knowing what I see every day when I'm watching the flight uh, app. 
uh, it's just you got to go to the origin of that. So yeah, you could you can always barrel anything and, and let yourself get scared or, or worried and, and things of that nature. But when you come from the military angle of it, humanitarian effort of it, a lot of this it's all optics. It's to wake people up. It's not to nothing to fear. It's not going to transpose into something like that once you know all the pieces. But there's no way to put all the pieces down in an hour setting. It's just it's impossible. Yeah, uh, I, which is why they do have to read. And I I understand, but but what we're dealing with right now um, is the exposition of the corruption of our country at all levels down to the core, and that includes generals. That includes corrupt generals, and that includes corruption within the military. So I, you know, I just I need to push back on that. the 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 National Guard member from Washington State that went to Washington D.C. Um, I, I happen to know that he um, isn't very knowledgeable about uh, what's going on in the world. He is a Biden voter. He um, he thinks that Trump's bad, and uh, he didn't change his tune after coming back from Washington D.C. Um, uh, in Executive Order One Three Eight. Well, that, go ahead, sir. Well, that just goes to his. That goes to his motives, and uh, that's what we call a shit bag in the military. So I'm I'm going to be very vocal about that. I will. That will rile me up because we have we have dirt bags who don't. It just they will not look at laws and facts. And at the end of the day, we the people. Who are we the people? Uh, when people say that's out of my pay grade, that's the problem. When the people say, oh, I'm not an attorney, you're the problem. When people who are in the military, quote unquote, who don't know the very premise of military law and orders and, and structure and bearing, then I'm going to call them a dirtbag uh, of what they are. I don't care if they're a general. There's always been if there's always been traitors in history. We have traitors. So there's a traitor um, and treason applies to him. Fraud applies to him and crimes against humanity applies to him, depending on what he's doing. So. You know, that's where strong veterans. I mean, I've had I probably have 4000 emails from all kinds of ranks saying exactly. So it's like when you get one little turd, you know, one little shiner that comes out that has no clue. You don't worry about them. You just you disregard them. And if they're doing something they ain't supposed to be doing, then you apprehend them and 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 take care of business. But like, you know, this all you know, I don't know. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying that there's there's always going to be an exception for one turd in, in the pile. No, I appreciate that. I do appreciate what you're saying there. Um, I, I just I always look for anecdotal evidence that I can see, touch, feel with my with myself in my own physical space sphere, um, looking for evidence to back up these trains of thoughts, these political theories that I come across. Um, you asked a question, you said, okay, so what is we the people? Um, actually, from my perspective, um, I do believe in the separation of civilian and military, and I believe that I represent we the people as the civilian side of things. And if you are correct in your political theory and the laws and what you've stated in terms of the executive orders and how it's all clearly rolled out, and we have all seen very very strange things. We might get into the very strange things, especially around the inauguration. Um, we are not living in normal times. However, however, if that is the case, nothing will happen until we, the people, stand up and take control of our civilian affairs so that the military can trust that the civilians have their organization, their bureaucracy under control. So I, I don't think that there's this... Um, 
uh, grand master puppet plan uh, that's going to be installed. I think they're waiting until um, the people can stand up and take hold of their own foundations. And I think there's a lot of work. Yeah, you're correct. You're absolutely you're absolutely correct about that. I didn't mean to interrupt, but you're, you're correct. They're trying to wake the people up. And that's why a guy like me had to use some of the language I did that day to, to rattle some like my handle rattle trap. I had to rattle some heads because we're, we're too far into this for people to, for, I would say 95% of people to still be asleep like they are. Uh, So you're correct. You can't just, you can't just say, Hey, go vote. No, that don't work. You got to understand how you vote, when you vote, what's the law say around voting. The statute of 1845 specifically says how and when we vote until that's uh, changed by legislation. That is how and when we vote. Um, so you're correct on 100 percent correct on that, that the people have to realize their power, their voice and how to use their power and their voice, whether it's community, town, city, state, country. That's right. And I've been trying to implore uh, people the, the way that I'm going at it with my tact is I'm telling good people it is time to serve. And I and I very much feel feel that way myself in the fact that I have stopped everything that I'm doing to serve my country because I uh, and I don't mean in a military sense. I mean, in a civilian volunteer sense, um, in, because for decades I reaped the rewards of our great system. Um, and in this time of crisis, I think that good people, uh, people with strong backbones, people with intelligence, highly capable people have got to stop what they're doing and get involved exactly as you said, whether it be locally, whether it be at the state or the federal level, it's just time to um, get in contact with your neighborhoods, your city, your county, your state, and just get involved because just highly capable, good people getting involved will suss out the corruption just in itself, just in that process. Absolutely. It will start to heal things. Absolutely. All right. Um, another thing that you— Absolutely. Um, ch- a- another challenge that I'm going to uh, present, uh, Executive Order 13848, um, you, you talked about um, no foreign goods— and the, in maritime law, thing, things getting shut down. I'm an entrepreneur. I own uh, retail stores. And, and just anecdotally through my own experience, I can tell you I am still getting shipments. I do order and purchase things from China. Um, sure, some things have been more difficult or a longer process to get, but I am still seeing shipments come through. Um, and in your Facebook, do you want to adjust that where you said that nothing's coming through, it's all shut down, and we're only, we're only going through what's in warehouses? Um, do you want to adjust that? Because in my sphere, I see fresh, raw product that I order since this executive order still coming through to get to me. Well, you're seeing stuff come in from states that aren't abiding by what they're supposed to abide by. So like California is a great example. New York's a great example. Uh, there's a lot of states that still aren't adhering to the orders that were put in place by whom state governors, right? Who are part of what the, the cabal that are still being ran. So a lot of that is to show people once again, that people are not doing what we're a nation of law and order. At the end of the day, we're a nation of law and order. And if we don't have a structure in place, a disciplinary structure, and we don't hold that accountability, no matter what it is, if we don't have accountability for that, because at the end of the day, Jay has to be a good person. Derek has to be a good person. 
Susie, whomever else we're talking to has to what pull their weight and be accountable and be held accountable as well. Well, we've, we've been a nation of not that for many years, longer than you and I've been alive. Uh, we, we have not had that level all around the board because once again, it's like kind of like international laws, who, who is the judge of international laws? Uh, so who, who holds that accountable? Right. So then that gets into a lot more, uh, precarious situations because of what money, power and resources. So that's why people are always successful to, to going being fraudulent or a trader or power trip, you know, things of that nature. So this is, this is always an ongoing conversation, but executive order one, three, eight, four, eight, it, it locks down. That's why governor DeSantis in Florida was saying, Hey, you know, ships that ships that have things that are supposed to be on there, come over here. We'll let you in here. Well, it's it's the states that are not adhering, which is still an optic to it. I'm always going to preach optics because I know the military optics of this and I know what their I know what their end goal is per se. But yet I don't know how they're going to roll it out. You know, I'm not on the ground with it. But a lot of these states still are not the, the governor's are not adhering to law and order and the process of law and order. States don't have control of their people unless the federal gives them that. And that's what President Trump was saying a while back. You know, it's like states, hey, states do this. If this state wants to do that, then this state wants to do that, which goes back to what? Our federalist papers. Okay, so, you know, it depends on what side of the aisle you're on. But that 13848 wasn't just a foreign exchange. It's it's also showing uh, certain states who are abiding by those laws and the U.S. jurisdiction, which it talks about, which is maritime law, the maritime borders. Um, so it, it's showing who's violating and they're playing their card out. Basically, they made each person say, OK, this is how we're going to play our deal. And they're playing that out. And it's up to the people like you're talking about. It's up for people to understand that due process of law and how law works and how these uh, orders work. And so when they see, if, if someone's awake like you or awake like me, then they will know, man, California is still letting in goods from China, which this order back here, law and order says it's not supposed to. So they're busting once again, that's fraud and that's treason. Uh, and if anybody gets hurt in it, then it could be crimes against humanity. Uh, but still, it's painting that picture once again. Why do we have laws and orders if we're not going to buy by them? So, you know, yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and uh, and share yourself. I just I just, you know, want to make that very clear um, that I appreciate okay, you. Okay. And, and I can see, you know, just from the the motion, the uh, authenticity uh, in which you speak. Um, and I could look you in the eye in that um, in that Facebook live. And I, I clearly saw that you were speaking from the heart, from your own truth. And um, I respect that very much. One thing that fascinates me, I want to go into the weeds a little bit here, because as a citizen who uh, may have been sleepwalking for a while, woke up many years ago, and I just take in just a, a just a huge amount of data. And this, and so there are things, Derek, because I come from this civilian side of things that I don't understand like you might, um, that take the military role, take these military symbols so seriously. But the inauguration of Joe Biden was very strange. It was very strange. Trump was, I think you've pointed out that Trump was in, uh, where was he? He was at a military base in Texas at the particular time. Then there's things about the gold fringe flag. There's things about 
the timing of January 17th to March 3rd. Can you, can you walk us through these symbols and these metrics that you're seeing that speak to the political theory that you're trying to help people see? Absolutely. You know, and I, and I take this, this is probably a series of everything because of this reason right here. When I die, which I won't be there, obviously, but when my dad dies, when my uncle dies, when my grandpa did die, we have a ceremony because they're all veterans. And naturally, you don't pull artillery out. They don't do that for, for the, the level of veterans that we are, uh, just for money and cost. And plus our rank, everything has a symbol. Every rank has a has a symbol of which the ceremony goes. Well, at our ranks, it would just be a 21-gun salute with a rifle fire squad. And then they lay the flag over the casket and they fold it 13 times. They hand it to your family member. And each branch has a different saying that they say to the spouse or the loved one that receives the recipient of the flag. So my whole point before I make the point is that that is the ultimate sacrifice that you take in the military for this country is for that flag and the foundation of our nation. So when you look at ceremonies, every, every branch has a uh, ceremonial process and they have a ceremony uh, regulation that goes with that. I was just reading the Marine regulation yesterday because someone was asking me a Marine question and I was not a Marine and I don't know their whole handbook. So I was reading the handbook for ceremonies. Okay. So when you look at January the 20th, 2021, not, not president Trump's first inauguration, but his second, it was a full fledged inauguration. It was not president Trump stepping down like everybody thought, because when you separate commander in chief for military and you separate president of federal, he stepped down as president and he stepped up as commander in chief. That's what the symbol was around that. He was at joint base Andrews, which is right outside of DC at the moment. He flew to Texas based off the sources I have, but before he flew out, what everybody witnessed was him walking off a of Marine one red carpet rollout, which means high honor, high status. So on the fourth ruffle, on the fourth ruffle, meaning bump a bomb, bump a bomb, bump a bomb, bump a bomb, on the fourth, not the third, the second, or first, the 21 gun salute is supposed to start. That is by military procedure and regulation. Okay, the 21 gun salute as they started playing hell to the chief. Well, the presidential salute battery was with President Trump. The official presidential salute battery, which is the old guard, the third ID, third infantry ID. So, the official who's done every inauguration since their uh, becoming of that was that President Trump. Okay. All of those uh, uh, uniforms they were wearing were regulation uniforms. Then he had a speech that had a lot of optics loaded in it. Then he got on Air Force One and flew off post 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. First time a president's ever done that, ever. Okay, so then both Air Force Ones were located there today. I've got a picture of that, and it's in a mainstream article. All right, so there's that. Go over to the Capitol building, what people thought. First off, it was pre-recorded. There's other countries that, that you can go if they haven't deleted that evidence, there's still some out there that show that it was pre-recorded, which is a violation. Two, during the ceremony, there's 
uh, non-regulation uniforms. There's Pershing's. They they tried to replicate Pershing's own. Pershing, John Pershing was the guy who wrote the map for the interstate system uh, back when Dwight D. Eisenhower was a young, uh, young buck. So there was a lot of optics there. Those were all non-regulate, fake uniforms for layman's terms. Fake. Every uniform around Biden was fake. Not even real. The insignia was wrong. Some were wearing multi-cam with ACU patterns. So two different patterns. It just, uh, we call that military all effed up, all jacked up. You would not do that because the sergeant major and the colonel would be on your butt so quick. It just, you just wouldn't do this stuff in military. Well, then he swore in, he raised his right hand at 11.47 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is a violation of the 20th Amendment of the Constitution, which specifically says the president's term is to begin and end at noon. So then you fast forward. They went through a motorcade style down to the grave of the unknown soldier. There were no salutes whatsoever as he went down there. The 21-gun salute started before, before he ever got there. On TV, the only video you can find right now is C-SPAN. All the others have deleted theirs because we heard a 13 round in one of them, and now the only one that's up is a 21-gun. That don't matter. 21-gun salute stands for presidents, presidents-elects, former presidents, heads of government, and reigning monarchy. Why in the hell do we have reigning monarchy in our military? We're a constitutional republic, so there's your optic there. The what gives away the military funeral you Google it. Like I say, I'm just Derek. Charlie Ward says, I'm just Charlie. Go look it up. The three volley salute. There were three pieces of artillery, two for firing, one for misfire. I'm an artillery guy. Okay. Not by, I'm not a 13 banger. The, all the artillery guys would make fun, but I'm an air, air and defense artillery. Okay. But we were around artillery. All right. It, three pieces. That's a three-volley, V-O-L-L-E-Y, three-volley salute, which is for military funerals. Okay, so that what, that's the only thing that gave away the military funeral. Plus the wreath process, he changed up the process of how you push the wreath back. Okay, there was a lot of optics around that. But what gave away the military funeral was a three-piece volley, the three-volley salute. So all that day was not – he had nine or fake regulation uniforms, not even real soldiers. Then he swore in, broke the 20th Amendment of the Constitution, 1147 a.m., and then the three-piece volley salute, which was a military funeral. It, it, Biden is not even real. Uh, you need an ophthalmologist if you can't see that. Uh, I've got all the pictures of him. Uh, but, but the military, President Trump extended his power via the U.S. codes when he activated the troops to national duty or federal duty. That's what extended his powers as president, not President Trump. That's the powers of President U.S. codes that extends the powers. It just so happened to be President Trump. So, you know, it's like all those things matter. If they don't, then nothing we're talking about matters. We're in a we're just all going to derail right into the ground. If law and order don't matter, military law and military regulations and military symbols, then we might as well just all go to the Smithsonian, burn the decoration and burn our Constitution and go back out in the streets and let's fight about it. If none of that matters, because those symbols matter. And my buddies died under that same law. Okay. Uh, symbols matter. Um, I saw a symbol. I, I just went on a cross-country tour, and, and at the start of my cross-country tour was Joe Biden's um, absolutely awful speech. Um, where It was in red. Um, he basically named you and I as uh, enemies of the state. Um, it, was, it was a bizarre 
speech um, that had uh, Marines uh, that were possibly CGI. They weren't standing properly in terms of, uh, I think, military code. Um, it was very interesting. You've mentioned the gold fringe flag. Again, for the normie citizens out there, help me understand how the gold fringe flag um, correlates within your um, the, the, the lineage of your political theory that you're saying exi- that is, is fact. Well, it just... The gold fringe flag has nothing to do with civilians in the first place. And then, and that's, I'm not, ta- that don't, that ain't taking a shot at civilians. It, it has nothing to do with your civilian life whatsoever. The gold fringe flag originates back under Admiralty courts. So naval courts had these flags in their, <clears throat> in their courtrooms. So Admiralty, Admiralty law, which actually, uh, when you hear it, we just we just broke out from under Admiralty because of whom? The crown. So there's a lot of optics in that, but I'll just break it down from the simple side. The gold French flag, Admiralty Courts, Naval, Naval equals water. Okay, what is the law of the water? That is maritime law. So, you know, when I in my videos talk about the gold French flag means maritime law, well then you reverse that back. Maritime law is the law of water who operates on the water, the Navy, and what kind of courts, what do they have in the military? The highest rank in in Navy is what? An admiral, admiralty courts. So it was just a flag they used for for admiralty courts. And then there was a attorney general back around 1835 ish somewhere in there. Um, I've got it in the documents. have to look it up, but it's it, it. The president can deem that flag. So the president can say, OK, I want that gold French flag or yada, yada, yada. So it, it's really just a, a more of a, a symbol in a different kind of way that just shows, OK, this is what its origin was. This is what it is. But then the president decided to take it. What he took it out of the courtrooms and started presenting it behind him with 17 gold French flags that day when he was on, on Joint Base Andrews. There were 17 gold French flags behind him. The 17 represents the 17 military agencies of Executive Order 13885. Then he had it on J6 on his speech that day, 17 gold French flags. Um, and so it's just really uh, the optics around that was he's showing what's happening around the world because we have what we call P-8 Poseidons, P-3 Orions, and a lot of other maritime aircraft patrols flying all over the world, not just uh, U.S., but other countries, and they're also in our countries flying. Last night, we had a plane in from Brazil. Um, we had a, a, a aircraft from Panama, the country of Panama and Philadelphia, a maritime patrol. Um, so all that that flag represents, is, as much as you see that flag, it means that maritime law is still in effect from Executive Order 13848, which talks about the jurisdiction, the United States jurisdiction, jurisdiction. What is the U.S. jurisdiction when it comes to water? Maritime borders. What is the law of maritime borders? Maritime law. So that flag represents all of that at one time. And every time you've seen someone speak on TV, if you watch mainstream news, which I encourage you not to, but if you did, every every single person with Congress and Biden and Kamala, everywhere they go, it don't matter what angle the camera shot was, has what in it? That gold fringe flag. Okay, and and you're saying that's the, that's the evidence that um, the military is essentially in control of this uh, this empty corporate shell. It's all a show. 
It's that's correct. Okay. Um, help me understand, uh, before you go, uh, and I, I said one hour, I, I think we've packed enough in to get people curious, uh, to get people to look into you again, I'll have a lot of links in the show notes, um, so that they can try to dive into this a little bit deeper, um, and see, I, I believe Derek, your, um, you talk about this big 600 page, um, document that you've created that is available. I'm going to be able to find that and share that. Is that correct? That's correct. It's uh, and I hate using the word free because, but you know, I paid for that out of pocket, which is fine because I wanted to do that. And it's yeah, it's however you pronounce it out there. The South we say the, but the the documents plural, the documents dot info. Yeah, and and I I appreciate the South. I, I'm a I'm a Washington State hick. So you, uh, uh, we got dirt roads. We mm-hmm. call them logging roads up here. Um, so you know, there's a lot of vernacular that uh, that is uh, is shared across the country. So you can speak plain, and uh, people can understand <laughs> plain spoken uh, word. Um, this March third concept again. Uh, the original date yeah. of your inauguration was March third. Um, help me understand what went down March third. Uh, 2021, um, and, and how that relates. Okay, so the monster reference. So there's a bunch. So let me just see how we, let's see. So every single thing that President Trump said has an opted with it, meaning he verbally said it, but you can visually go look it up. And so everything he said goes back to the last time what president used all of these codes. The last time that 47 U.S. Code 606 was activated to activate National Guard was Franklin D. Roosevelt, who was also the last president to be inaugurated on March the 4th, which was the original inauguration date in our history. So except for George Washington. Uh, but we have that optic sitting there. Well, then you pull back that executive order one, three, eight, four, eight, which I've said many times on many shows, I feel like it's the most significant piece of paper documentation in our history. Second to the declaration of independence, because he declared it two years before he activated it for the presidential election. How did he know to write that in 2018 for the 2020 election? And then the maritime law wasn't supposed to activate until November 3rd, 2020. Well, when you look at the dates he put in Executive Order 13848, in the military, we call these bad dates because if you get a 4545, normally it means your butt's in trouble. And a 4545 means you're doing double, you're doing double the amount of work in that 45-day period. But that was an optic in a different way. There's nothing to be in trouble, but there's a 45-day and a 45-day that equals a 90-day in Executive Order 13848. Well, the first 45 days on November the 3rd takes you to January the 5th, which would it, that committee would have had to report it to President Trump. Well, then he knew that he knew what the, the cabal, the, the deep state, the evil, he knew what they were going to do already. So then he activated the 13919 that you mentioned that I mentioned, which is the Secretary of Defense has full authority to activate the reserve components of the military to federal duty. So that first 45 days brought you to J-5, which was able to give them what they needed documentation-wise legally to activate the troops January the 6th. But then you add 45 days on to January the 5th, 45 days up, 
takes you to that March the third optic, which tells you right there that hey, they needed to know what was gonna happen before the March the fourth. So it's a, it's a it's really just an optic. It don't really I mean it it means something, but it doesn't as far as I don't know what President Trump did that day. Um, but I just know that that it was an optic that showing we're going back to we're having to use everything that FDR did because we're in a war that the people really didn't know was going on. Um, everybody. Now, there's a few that are awake and have been following and know that we were derailing. But he had to use every means possible via law and orders to activate our troops to federal do national security threats along with the world that's helping us he had to use that so it's really more or less optics even though that is an actual committee that are doing uh you know the work the groundwork because we have all the skiffs we have all the uh the time stamps of of the fraudulent voting and cyber of course it's cyber warfare uh, we know who deleted what we know who added what um, so it goes based. It's a bigger picture, but there is a smaller picture. But it's really just the optics to go. Wow, you know this. This actually happened, even though we didn't have computer technology in the in the thirties and forties. But it's still that optic. And you alluded to the speech that Biden made a uh, little over to almost well under two weeks ago. There were optics around that that tie into that executive order one three eight four eight and what we're talking about. Oh, please share. Okay, I was just making sure we had time. So, so when you go when you when you look at that speech, first off, it happened on September the first. All right. So the optic around that, if you look at the pictures that Biden was doing, his fist balling up, he looked like Hitler did on September the first, nineteen thirty nine, before Hitler tried to take over the world. Okay. Well, let's go back to Executive Order one three eight four eight real quick. Executive Order one three eight four eight has a national emergency in it. It has the maritime law in it, and it has the election fraud committee in it. That was written in 2018, but didn't activate till 2020. It activated for that that also that November of 2018 election. They were able to use it to collect data, but only support the the, the thesis and everything around November 3rd, 2020. Well, a national emergency must be addressed by Congress. It has to be. That's federal law. It wasn't. He issued two more verbal national emergencies in 2020 that were also unaddressed by that Congress. All right. So either, either, so, so the executive order one, three, eight, four, eight had an extension date on it. We had a deadline date on it rather. And they, they extended it last September. Well, why would Biden extend an order that's going to ultimately damn his administration? When I say damn it, because it has maritime law in it, because it has these election fraud in it, and because it has a national emergency, that national emergency was declared because of the election fraud. Okay. So then they extended it. Just, uh, it was, the deadline was Sunday, the 11th, but because the first business day was yesterday, the 12th, they extended it on the 7th though, September the 7th. They extended that order a second time, which means this, and I'm going to pull it up because it's a lot easier to read, uh, for you. And it's a lot more fun to, to hear this for your audience you are going to love this, especially if we have any chess players in the house. And I will tell you right now, I understand the optics, but I suck at chess. But that speech, the two days before that, the Q drop dropped the Q. It had President Biden 
I mean, excuse me, had President Trump standing behind behind two Marines. All right. And the 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 drop the drop said castle clean. That was it. Castle clean. Well, two days later, you see this speech and Biden's attacking this and attacking that, attacking the people and all the MAGA people are this and that and other. Well, first off, if you look at the Marines in there, I just showed a Marine that this morning. Oh, excuse me. His dad was a Marine and said that that was not true. So I had to send all the Marine regulations over there. Okay, those summer dress, what they call summer dress. All right, they got white pants on. Well, the only people who can wear that, according to Naval Marine regulations, are senior NCOs, senior non-commissioned officers. All right, senior non-commissioned officer is a staff sergeant and above. All right, sergeant and below are just NCO and then enlisted. All right. When you go look at the ranks on those two soldiers standing by Biden, one was a sergeant and one was a corporal, which are not senior NCOs. So they're not supposed to be wearing white pants. They're not authorized to wear that. So that was an optic. Then the gold friends flag is there. OK, then they were standing not at parade rest. They had their hands in front of them, not behind them. So there was a lot of optics within optics. Then President Biden, I don't call him that, but for the people out there, Biden has his fist balled up. Go look at Hitler's speech. In on September the 1st, 1939, looks just like that. It looked like a dictatorship. Well, that replicated a, a king in two nights. Okay. Well, let me show you something chess-wise. No matter how much you frame it, the king plus knight plus knight combination on their own cannot deliver a checkmate. Even Madness Carlson would never be able to accomplish this. This is because it is literally impossible to deliver a checkmate in this condition, it has been well analyzed already. So theoretically speaking, the only way to checkmate with two knights is to drive the enemy king to the corner and trap it, such in a way where it cannot move so the other knight can deliver a checkmate. However, since stalemate exists, it really wouldn't result in a win, which is why is it impossible to checkmate since the best is only stalemate. So executive order 13848, in order to get rid of President Trump, if the deep states wanted President Trump and the military to go away, to go retire, go to Mar-a-Lago, live the rest of your life out and die, be a billionaire and play golf every day, the only way to get rid of them because of all the other actions I've seen from the military side that they put into place that's going to establish what we get, the way to get rid of him. They would. Here's the two options that are in one, one, three, eight, four, eight. You'd either have to come out. They'd have to come out and address the nation and tell the nation that this national emergency was issued because of this, 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 and this. It dates all the way back to, like you said, pick a date. All right. Or the or is they go the lesser route and say, well, this election fraud committee was put in here because we read the election, we stole the election. We've been stealing them ever since the Dominion systems were created. Republicans and Democrats, we've screwed all of you because of money, corruption, and our own status. So there's only two options in Executive Order 13848. You got the bigger one or you have the lesser. Either way, they're going to get punished for it. So what this is saying, what everybody witnessed in that speech is Biden is the king that was drove into the corner. He's trapped. It don't. It, they didn't set it up 
where President Trump's going to win and look like, oh, look at me, I won. They set it up to where he is going to have to surrender and admit that all these things happen. One of these, they're going to have to admit one of these things happen, but admitting one of them happens means to everybody who has any sense that all of it happened. And hear this right here. It is impossible to checkmate since the best is only stalemate. Best means they bested their opponent. They didn't beat them by knocking the king off the board and knocking them off, but they bested them, meaning we got you trapped, and now you have to damn yourself, hang yourself. Well, what does President Trump always say? The best is yet to come? That's a chess term, meaning the best. I'm the best. I trapped the worst. We trapped the, we trapped the corruption. And the other thing with the queen dying, the queen protects the king in chess. If the queen is gone, the king is trapped, and the best is yet to come. Okay. All right. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I see positivity um, in that. I always appreciate a positive narrative. Um, from my perspective, um, there is only one path ahead, and that is good people, uh, proud, strong, patriotic people to stand up and participate participate in their governance, Absolutely. participate in um, our, uh, to create the new corporation, to create the new system that comes, um, and hopefully, and, and God willing, that will be a sovereign, um, uh, a sovereign republic that then once again becomes the shining hill, uh, the beacon for the rest of the world um, to see um, our, our freedom. Um, but in, from my standpoint, this corruption has gone so far that this positive narrative that you talk about, it, it just, there are too many things to unwind. We have to take responsibility at some point. And when you, uh, in that last narrative you just said, in a lot of ways, it's, it's, a, it's a coming to responsibility for everyone in the country that we've allowed our voice, our bureaucracy, to go and do bad things across the world. We <clears throat> have done bad things and uh, I don't think we can move forward until we reconcile um, what has been done in our name um, and take it That's and, and take it back and create um, the foundation once again to build upon um, with goodness, integrity, transparency at heart. Absolutely. Oh man, I wish you the best of luck on your adventures. I, I love that you're an artist, that you're uh, out there pouring your heart out into uh, your own personal artistic endeavor, and that you're also um, just trying to give people what you see with your great understanding of uh, military law, civilian law, how the two work together, um, histor history, um, as you put it, you know, these are the facts, um, the optics, it, it, but <clears throat> in some way it doesn't come true until we, the people make it come true. That's right. That's, that's, that's a hundred percent correct, which is what president Trump says all the time. We're giving the power back to the people, but the people have to realize what, what's given to them and Hey, what, what's your role? And, you know, I mean, Look at me. Nine people put me here. Nine people watching that day put me in this position, which is awesome. I'm not going to abuse that. But, 
It's like I tell my friends, it don't matter what your religious preference is. I mean, it does and it doesn't. It's like I call it a cool double standard that, look, you're not going to be able to have your choice of whatever lifestyle you want to live if you don't have a border and a freedom that protects that. And I'm willing to fight for all walks of life. I've already done that. I've already, that's what I signed up for. Uh, but, you know, it's like when people try to divide people up, that is not what true humanity looks like. That's not true America. That's not the true constitution that our founders founded on. And, uh, and it's up to us, the people, to understand that that's not the truth and uh, that our founders actually did. And people took their own writing long before we got a hold of it and misconstrued it. You know, and, and try to set their own self narratives for for wealth. You know, like the Bible says, the lust of money is the root of all evil. Not money, but the lust of it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's like I'm I'm someone who still lives a common everyday life. I tell people I'm not I'm not making money off this. If I if I were, uh, you know it obviously. But you know, it's like here's the documents. You know, www dot. I paid for. Uh, and I look like I got a guy, you know, I got my guys that do all my music stuff. It didn't cost me hardly anything to put it up on a site. So, yeah. um, you know, well, it's just my heart. It's just me. I'm just being able to fulfill my service. God's let me fulfill my service um, beyond my service. And that's that's all I could ask for. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really do appreciate how straightforward, how uh, wonderfully open you were to to creating this opportunity for myself to share with the listeners of the the community members of the Conservative Hippie Podcast. Derek, thank you. I, I look forward to talking with you again in the future, whether it's off mic, on mic. However, I think our paths will cross again. Absolutely, and I, I appreciate the the uh, the different. Uh, concept questions. Uh, it's not something. It, it is something that other people need to hear, and I'm I'm willing to do that. I understand that. And, um, I hope I don't come across as um, my tone as condescending when I answer. I'm just passionate from a military side, and I'm I'm grooming myself. <laughs> I'm grooming more and more as I get into the fire for those that just you know are at different levels in their mindset. So I hope that the listeners understand that. Uh, my my heart is for everybody, um, and uh, you know, and I'm here for everybody as much as I can be. Absolutely. All right. Have a wonderful day, Derek. Thank you. You too. We'll talk to you soon, Jay. We love you, Jay. The dude is all right. It's all about community. Come join us. You can hit me up on Twitter and Telegram at Jay Frat. Join the Indecent Disclosure channel on Telegram if you want to join the Hangin' with Hippie sessions. And of course, as always, if you want to support this podcast and support your smoking lifestyle, go to SmokinJays.com and use coupon code HIPPIE, H-I-P-P-I-E, for 15% off at checkout.
down to Jake's place, try and get ourselves 